0: Spokely, I haven't thought about flying for a long time. I haven't dreamed at that moment when I was alone above the clouds for a long time. I have dreamed waking up in a room, surrounded by blue and green grass, and years than I could dream of memory. I haven't walked back into the past, or scratched on the doors of my origins, where it all came from. Just to handle that cape for the last time.
1: Return to Kemp 10th Year Anniversary Edition is a revised version of Andean's first poetry book. The book can be purchased from Amazon and it contains numerous additional materials. You wake up one morning after not reading a book since your school days and you decide to be a writer with no good or bad writing to compare against your own. You just know how to write and anyone who tells you otherwise is wrong. Hell, maybe they're jealous of your natural ability to craft the masterpiece. After all, most people need to learn through a combination of books, courses, critical feedback and workshops. Not you, though. It's not their fault they don't realise your natural talent, but they soon will.
0: How to Write Wrong is the new book by Amanda Steele. The book, which is an interactive story, gives the reader multiple options throughout its story. The book can be purchased from Amazon. Thank you today for tuning in to Spoken Label. Spoken Label was originally set up at the beginning of 2016 and as of recording has over 200 sessions in our archive. Although the podcast can be heard on Anchor, iTunes, Apple, Spotify, YouTube and literally 10 or 11 other networks, the full archive can be found at Spoken Label all one word spoken label dot, band cam, dot com on the band cam, it is set as pay what you want so you are entirely if you wish you can download it or stream it for nothing but if you're throw me a couple of pennies my way it is always a turn of the grateful to help me maintain the operating costs and future running plots for the podcast enjoy Spoken oh. label. Hi guys, Andy N. Spoken label. Back in the house, back on Zoom again today. and am across the seas to Ireland today, and we're speaking to a lady that's over in Waterford. And I didn't realise actually she was based in Waterford until she just told me. because uh, I heard her come up on Mod recently at Anna Jordan's festival, and I'm really interested to hear her music after it because she's a, an ambient sort, of ambient drone artist like myself in places. And then I found out on top of it, she's got a new project going at the moment as well, which is, we'll come on to that in a minute, but lady in question is Rachel B. E. So Rachel, tell everybody about yourself, first of all. Where are you from? And what led you on your creativity originally? we will take it from there.
1: All right, well, first of all, thank you very much, Andy, for having me. It's, a, it's an absolute pleasure. Um, I am from Waterford in Ireland, and god in terms of oh where does the creativity come from <laughs> that's it, it's not so much a straightforward answer but I suppose three things come to mind for me mm. um I grew up playing video games oh yeah um some yes yeah, so my cousins um, twin male cousins they they introduced me to video games when I don't know I think I remember being like five or six wow. if not like a little bit younger playing Jurassic Park frightened the life out of me but you know as I got older then I was playing other things and stuff like that
0: <laughs> When you um, started off so much like, frightened the life out of you then you got older you went into the real stuff that really frightened the life that's out That's it
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly and then I decided it was best I didn't play that for a little while <laughs> but um, yeah so I, I grew up playing video games basically and that was my escape from you know the day to day stuff and just escape from everything um, and in that the, what stood out to me a lot was yeah like the story stood out to me and you know you know, I, I I did enjoy them but what really kind of captivated me was actually the sound so not even just you know if they had like a I don't know a copyrighted soundtrack whatever but what really what really captivated me was and still is the actual ambient music like the the music that adds to the atmosphere that's actually happening in the game, of the game. and it's the same thing with, with movies as well like I remember that more so from movies or films that we watched growing up. Um, it just it's it's the one thing that, that jumped out at me. so that like there's so many scenes, whether it be video games or whether it be uh, you know movies or TV shows or whatever. It the scene would not be the same if you didn't have that that sound in the background. So whether it be a drone, whether it be something really jarring, like you know if you go for Hitchcock's Psycho, like you know the shower scene, you know that, stuff like that.
0: <laughs> well, I'm not going to swear too much in this podcast, but I will be honest with you. That scene and that film fucked me up, big star. Yeah,
1: (laughs) mate, that was me with the birds.
0: (laughs) Oh, the birds is no better. Oh, Oh God. Did you ever ever watch the remake of Psycho? They did a scene for scene remake of it. That that wasn't more pleasurable either.
1: I I don't know if I did actually. I think the first one kind of scared me enough that I was like, Do you know what? No, I don't want to recreate that horror in my head. <laughs> I can do that yeah. all by myself.
0: Well <laughs> oh, Hitchcock Hitchcock's a genius he was no two ways about it. And the birds is like it's mm. it's a film you can watch it in the afternoon, but it's got psychosis is just terrifying. That one's got more of the yeah. underlining horror really, on not it? So could the birds all played play up go what could the bird didn't like it? It was symbolism mm. between that and humanity based almost like we will turn against people like that. But yeah,
1: hundred percent, hundred percent. That's very reflective of yeah. We could go down a whole other tangent with that. That's we another podcast. We could be at eleven
0: o'clock. Yeah, eleven o'clock. Yeah, yeah. I might, <laughs> might book you <laughs> I might book you in for that as well. we be fun, that. Anyhow, listen. That's another do thing.
1: movie review. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> so um, yeah. So so video games, movies, huge, huge influence for me. Uh, growing up, listened to a lot of different kinds of music as well. Anything from country to opera to rock to, you know, obviously you've got your mainstream pop and, and all that kind of stuff and orchestral um, and just instrumental kind of stuff as well. So I was quite lucky in that, you know, I was exposed to a lot of that stuff and it just drew me in straight away. Like the, the one thing that I can vividly remember from my childhood is just music and sound. Um, and again, like sound effects and video games, a huge thing as well that that, you know, really kind of stuck with me.
0: Yeah, if people can hear your albums, we'll go talk about it in a minute, you can tell you've got an ear for sound because each, each one of your albums and your current new projects are all having quite vastly different sort of pieces, so that's why. So what was your first instrument you got then when you were growing up? Was there any specific instrument, that was it?
1: Yeah, first instrument I got was when I was nine years old, I saved up my money and I bought myself an acoustic guitar. Oh and God. I couldn't play it, man. <laughs> awful, absolutely awful. <laughs> and some of the, like, if you listen to some of my stuff now, like that really like abrasive sounding stuff. I mean, that's probably where that influence came from. Oh <laughs> it's
0: yeah, like the, it's not be able to play guitar. It's a punk mentality, as I would say, right? You don't let it stop you. Huh? I
1: like that. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> I made it work for me, you know. So yeah, so I, I played acoustic guitar for. Um, I say I played. Um, I had an acoustic guitar that I made sound on for you know a couple of years and then saved up another bit of money and got an electric guitar wasn't any better at that but I just liked making sound with it I'll be totally honest like I was not good at playing guitar um but I enjoy just making sound with it and all that kind of stuff you know and I remember when I was uh I don't know maybe I was like seven or eight but like I would take all the pans out of the cupboard and we just like set them up like a drum kit when my mom was at work (laughs)
0: Blimey, I bet, I bet your mum could hear you when she's coming up the road basically and working and racket you were making, probably.
1: <laughs> probably, even it's that. probably coming from the other side of town, just to say, is that what happened to my fans?
0: <laughs> <laughs> even, that, even that, all the neighbours are reporting you to a bass Yeah,
1: <laughs> surprised they didn't. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so, so after that then, um, I played guitar for about five, six years. Yeah, so it was nine when I got the first one, then I got my first bass guitar which Mm -hmm. I got this notion in my head one day, as I do. I got this notion and I was like, I want to learn a bass guitar. That's what I want to do. That just, because I I love surprise, surprise, I love low-end drone, just heavy kind of sounds, you know? Yeah, you do. Um, You You can definitely
0: hear that in your sound. I can hear the bass in there
1: immediately in places, so. Yeah, it's like I don't, it's, it's what I start off with quite often when, when composing and stuff like that, or writing. Um, so yeah, I got first bass guitar at 14 then, and you know just taught myself like, simple songs that I was into at the time. And, um, then I went to college when I was 17. So I started college or university when I was 17, and I did a music degree, because it was the ah. only thing that I wanted to do.
0: <laughs> you should be honest with yourself, that's all you wanted to do. In my case, I always wanted to be a writer. I didn't mind a yeah. writing, but I did that bit later on. So yeah, yeah, completely. So what happened after you left university then? Did you go down the rock and roll path, did you?
1: Oh, a little bit, <laughs> a little bit. It was funny, actually. The, the first kind of year or two of doing my music degree, it was a four degree or four year course. And the first year or two, you know, I was, I was kind of try, still trying to figure out what I wanted to do. And, you know, I was doing various other bits, like outside of university and, and, you know, working and, uh, all that kind of stuff, as well, but I was still interested in music. I was still performing or like playing instruments and stuff, and I was training on jazz bass in college, but i 'd still always been interested in metal <laughs> like the darker the darker side of music, I suppose um, so while I was actually in college i I would be in bands um, and while I was in my fourth no it was, I, I, yeah I think I was halfway through my third year of college. And I decided, and was invited to join a melodic black metal band.
0: Mm. <laughs> after what, what... being
1: in like a groove metal band before that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what 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 instruments were you playing at this stage in the bands and...
1: It was primarily bass.
0: Bass. Yeah, of course, I just yeah. fell in love of
1: playing bass and all that. And I, was, I was, like, bass was my performing instrument in college as well. So it was just like my everyday kind of thing, you know. Um, so yeah, I, I did. Uh, I did have that that rock and roll year with, uh, with Eternal Valley, the, the, the Latin metal band that I was with based out of Dublin. Um, and we got to play some really cool shows. We got to play all over the country. Like we, you know, we kind of toured around a little bit. We're playing up in Northern Ireland, all the way to the West. And then um, we opened for Behemoth in 2014, Ooh, nice. which was pretty wild. It was like the most scared I had ever been going on stage. Cause I wasn't really afraid of going on stage. I was a little bit nervous. But uh, with that gig, oh my god, I was, just, I, was, I was like, I nearly, oh no, it was just, it was a lot. But it was amazing, like looking up and seeing a sold out main stage arena, I was like, whoa, this is insane, like this is absolutely insane. Um, I think the
0: most i there's about is about 2,000 or in an audience, and that was on my poetry gigs, and that was frightening, to put it nice, as I know what you mean. being there, so. Yeah. <laughs> yes, That's what uh, I it's completely. quite unnerving. <laughs> Okay, then what, um, led you, what led you to doing your solo stuff after that? One?
1: So, what led me to do that actually starts a little bit before I finished college. And it happened accidentally,
0: <laughs> as, do, right. as
1: do many of the interesting things um, in my life. And I love that, I love that, you know, and like you say, Andy, it's the best way. So, I was going into my third year of college, and uh, I think in the second semester of second year. It was, it was a really rough time. Um, and that's that's another kind of big influence for the music I was doing. It's just like very you know difficult times or you know stuff was going on or whatever. Um, you know just to put it put it lightly, shall we say? And you know I was starting to kind of spend more time by myself, and I was you know playing around with uh, you know synths that we had, and um, you know the electronic instruments in, in Logic Pro nine it was at the time. And then going into my third year of uh, university, we ha- we had to do um, what's it called? It was a oh that's awful I can't remember I can't remember what the module was, was called but it was something like you know sound synthesis and technology I think that was it yeah um, so it was all about how to create sound synthesize sound and that was what had captivated me from when I was a kid so I fell in love with that straight away like just straight away so we're given you know uh, criteria what to do and I was like cool okay I'm gonna make something creepy because it's me. <laughs> You know, Actually, I wasn't going to make something yeah. happy. <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh, no, I'm sure I'm we get you doing an upbeat R&B number for your career as a musician.
1: Uh, sure, look, I'll, I'll <laughs> pop out and an R&B album someday, I don't know.
0: <laughs> Maybe not, right?
1: No, no, definitely not. Um, I joke about it, but I, I, I wouldn't do that. It's just not my thing, you know. Um, no, you
0: can tell that me, cool. Okay.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. Shocking. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's, that's how I got into it, pretty much. Um, I did that sound synthesis. Module in in college and the track I did can actually be found on my very first album, under uh, the album name. I think I self-titled it. Jesus, that was it's a few years ago. I can't remember, but it was under the name of Misericordias. So another Latin name, which seems to be a trend with my with my stuff as well. I was going to ask you um, about that
0: next because I notice my Latin's torously rubbish, but I've guessed all that. This, <laughs> your six releases on your band camp page are all Latin sort of things. So. Why, why do you decide to do it all in Latin?
1: I still don't quite know the answer to that one myself. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I like I think it. for me, first of all, it's, it's an old language. It's one of the oldest, most original things that humanity has, right? And it's the dead language as well, which is sad because it's incredible. Um, with it being like, you know, one of, the, one of the oldest or the oldest language in the world. It's um, I don't like the idea of it dying out because, I suppose with with the Irish language, it it's it's not spoken in all of Ireland. You know what I mean? And yeah, yeah. I kind of, of resonate with that a little bit because I'm like, well, this is this is our first language, but we're not speaking it, and the language is kind of it's dying off with generations. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, yeah, of course. So I think it's those kind of things, and I love Latin because it adds that air of mystery, and it's got this kind of sense of notoriety or or something behind it i don't know i just love that
0: <laughs> no, no that's fair play. enough fair play it is like it's because um, i'm going to have to let you pronounce the name of these albums to me because i've got no chance of pronouncing them i can say that straight away but if <laughs> i know your first album came out in 2016 and this one itself is quite different to what you did later on now is it oh yeah good grief um now I'll, I'll let you pronounce that one okay but i know you did a lot of them um, you did a lot, of the, you did all the music, and you did the lyrics in this album as well, which obviously didn't happen with yeah. your later material. So, what made you want to do lyrics for your movie the album? Then?
1: For, for the newer album?
0: No, for the first album, the uh, back in 2016. I'm sorry, I can't pronounce it. Is it um, Abyss? Oh my good Abyss and Avatar. Uh,
1: oh, yeah. What? Abyss, <laughs> Abyss, Abyssum, Invocat.
0: That's it. As someone as someone's Latin's garbage, that's not bad for me. <laughs> yeah tell us about not that bad, album bad. okay, tell us about that album yeah okay,
1: I suppose yeah with that one um like i had done I'd done the first album and it kind of you know it, it picked at little ideas that i had i I didn't have a certain idea in mind with the first album, so when it came on to Ababba Absum invocate and Invacate, I nearly tripped over it myself there <laughs> um that that was like the first proper release under the name of Week, so I was like well no i like i, I just I, title it with my own name or i'll you know i'll i'll put it out there with, with my own name obviously augmented slightly because i don't want my full name just out there you know
0: yeah
1: of course. Um, so i suppose i loved the drone the electronic side of things that really kind of dark gritty just i love building with sound but what can be quite jarring is the human voice as well um so now in this this uh, in in this release, obviously, I didn't use like really jarring sound effects on the voice, apart from I think it's the seventh track, um, Facilis Descensus Averno, um, which is some text reversed and just you know really kind of. Um, I did a lot of um, production on that, a lot of production kind of manipulation on that to make it weird. But to, to answer your question, what made me decide to go with uh, with lyrics? I had ideas, basically, um, for the first track, Kogi wow cogito ergo sum um which is latin for i think therefore i am with that one like i've known that phrase for years obviously it's a very popular phrase um and i I just had these ideas in my head it's like well if you know i think therefore i am that can be taken up in any kind of context right so i can think well if i think i'm a bad person i am a bad person it's that kind of thing and that's a lot of the words in it kind of resonate with with that kind of thing they're not happy obviously shocking i know if you listen to my material it's not too much that sounds really you know happy shall we say um oh i, I think it's i what, think
0: it's very happy
1: depends on your mood yeah <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah i know what you mean seriously yeah no like i said it's mm. no it's a different approach when you put lyrics into things like then the your material lost after that until the current release is much more instrumental based so Mm. Did you find was that an accident when you moved on from one thing to the next, step, or was that planned all along?
1: It was accidental. Um, the transitions between the albums and the differences between them were entirely accidental. <laughs> you know, um, yeah, yeah, of that album that we were just talking about, there was there was one track that I knew what I wanted to do with it, and the rest came as I went along. The third track on that inferno which I think is my my all time favorite, which. Um, I worked on with a very good friend of mine and in fact a huge inspiration for me and if not the reason i i got into actually producing music um i had mick shanahan also known as Mixile, um, i had him read a piece for that a piece that he he had written and he shared that with me and you know i shared the idea well i'd like to you know here's some sound ideas and musical ideas that i have do you want to do something and he's like yeah let's do it and, and that's where that track kind of came from so that was that just came through discussion and kind of sharing ideas and all that kind of stuff and I suppose with the albums after that yeah like the the, the progression if you will it was all accidental it was just right this is I suppose for me when I was or am writing tracks it's inspired by how I'm either feeling or how I'm thinking and that's why it's hard to keep putting these albums out consistently because they are very draining you know? Um, completely.
0: Getting completely without I a writer and a musician myself, it's, Yeah. I think the level of thought and emotion coming to you is you can feel it a mile off. It's like it's, it's not the sort of thing you can knock out in a couple of weeks and then we'll one would have won out two months later. It's not that sort mm-hmm. of work, you sit a mile off, so I think it's that sort of piece when you're album, you've done them, you probably need time just to deep deep de- 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 process in your head actually straight away that, that one, oh, so. Yeah. Now, obviously now and obviously we need to talk about your new project really so now yeah. with of course is Summoners of the Soil with your project yes. you've done with Michael O'Brien now I've heard from another podcast obviously you two have known each other for a few years really haven't you
1: yeah yeah we um we know each other about oh god when did we first meet I'm pretty sure it was 2016 and I believe I said this on the podcast with Anna Jordan as well. I couldn't remember the exact time. Yeah, <laughs> I know that that's Michael what you said. Yeah, you said that. <laughs>
0: that's where I got it from that. So, see, sophisticated journalism the nice side right?
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sophisticated and consistent. Love it. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We've known each other, you know, the few years. And it started off when I was... I was either that was either the first year I was doing the sound engineering for the Sonic Dreams Festival, or I was co-director at that stage. I can't remember exactly. Mm. Um, but I was doing the sound for, for Michael anyway and he was doing these really harsh, vocalized, intense, just like tear down the walls and like rip your throat. With how much intensity he was putting into it, it made and me I fell in love with that.
0: Understand? <laughs> I can see why. You two are a perfect match, uh, creativity. creativity. Yeah. Well, I have been playing a bit playing the EP a bit last week, so we we'll obviously get preparation for tonight, and it's mm. harrowing is a good word, I think I'd use for it. Oh,
1: excellent. <laughs> Music to my ears, Andy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> now, okay, um obviously what
1: made where did the name
0: Summoners of the Soil come from? it's that's intense I and mean, it's certainly good thing is always saying you, you do a band. Do a name that people can find you easy on the internet. I'm sure if you put yeah. that in a Google, it will you know, bring up your projects immediately. <laughs> yeah, that's
1: it. Yeah, because I, I actually did that when you know we did decide to come, when we did okay. decide on the name. I was like, <laughs> let me just Google that just in case. <laughs> really. And uh, I didn't get much much results on it. But funny enough, the name was actually one of the last things to happen. Mm. Um, when well, you'd done all the music, all the sound, all the vocalizations, they were all done first. Then the artwork came then the photography came, then the video came, and then we decided on the name.
0: <laughs> that, that video is an experience for a I literally watched that this morning, I because to people or people won't know it, I've had one of those days today where technology's been breaking on me, but um, in between one thing breaking and another breaking, I watched the video that obviously was shot, and that was a tense video, that's for sure, all of it, so. <laughs>
1: wow well i'm glad i'm glad i'll tell you more about that video in a sec i'll answer your first question i'm, I'm awful for going off on tangents no, but, um, <laughs> we're in the same boat there then um oh. the name essentially uh michael and i had ideas of what we wanted so first of all we wanted to be we wanted it to be something derived from like the spirit world not in a ghost kind of way but like you know like this, oh my God, it's going to sound preachy, but like, you know, there's just the spirit within yourself, like who you are as a person. Mm. um, And and we wanted it to be kind of a collaboration between that and and nature, because like we come from nature, everything we have comes from nature. Not everything we make that doesn't, but everything that we are made of comes from that, you know, And, and our history and our ancestry and our countries, especially, they all come from the earth, you know? So, um, it, it was that kind of thing and we had tossed ideas back and forth and the name is actually a combination of an idea that we each had. Uh, I can't remember what the ideas actually were <laughs> but I remember like it was something of like you know something to do with the soil and then something about summoning and I was like well how about this like what do you think and, and we just agreed on it. Michael was like yep yeah, that's perfect that suits it brilliantly and it was a combination of, of what we both wanted so it just fit perfectly you know. Um, the video side of things then we weren't originally going to do if you like our intention was to do a three track three or four track ep um and we would have had it out sooner i suppose i i was kind of delayed in that again it is quite exhausting like it's mentally draining doing that kind of thing i love it don't get me wrong i absolutely love it um so i'll try to put as much as i can into it as much of myself into it which is i suppose where the where the exhaustion comes from as, as you'll understand um but then I just had this notion one day, again with my notions, and I was like, I want to do a video for this. Michael was like, okay, we can do that. Um, now obviously with the restrictions, I couldn't travel to Dungarvan where he is. Um, it's like a, I think it's no more than an hour on the bus, probably 40 minutes on the bus from where I am. But with the restrictions, we just couldn't do it. Um, so I had this idea and I said to Michael, right, how would you feel about going out, recording yourself, walking and doing all these things by yourself? Mike was like, yeah, that's grand, I'll do it. <laughs> he was right on board, <laughs> which is oh, brilliant. <laughs> okay.
0: Nice up, bloke. I love Straight the job, Yeah, he's, yeah, grip, he's no always problem. a
1: proper chef. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> it, you know, a very commanding way. But I told him, look, this is this is the vibe I'm going for. I want, you know, side shots walking towards the camera, walking away from the camera. Just basically gave him a brief of what I wanted. Uh, I was like, a few ideas, obviously throw them in there as well. Um, and so he came back to me then a few days later and... He said, here's all the material I have. He sent me over loads of video. And me being me, decided I was going to put together, I, I, I can't really call it a music video, can I?
0: <laughs> no, I think I'd call it a three-minute horror piece for something. I'm a block, <laughs> block, block, block losing his
1: mind. Pretty much, which essentially is what it is, yeah. Um, so I decided to put together a visual horror piece. <laughs> um, and I hadn't, I hadn't actually edited video before. Sound is my thing like i'd you know recorded edited all that kind of stuff with sound um that was you know that was my bread and butter for a while like i was doing you know uh sound design and sound engineering in theaters and all this kind of stuff in loads of places and then because i had that notion that day i was like well no, i'm gonna teach myself how to do this and i had the video done in not a huge amount of time it was i think i signed off on it a few days after i had started it because i was like i don't want to do too much more but I think this gives the right effect. You know, when I showed it to Michael and obviously I showed it to him first and a couple of other people and they were like, this is so creepy and so eerie. I was like, thank you.
0: I think if you've <laughs> carried on putting much more into it, you probably have lost your mind yourself. Honestly, Rachel, that.
1: Yeah, I probably would have. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely.
0: So brilliant. Now, okay. So is there any plans you've got going forward into the summers of the soil? Do you re- can you see there's been another release rate in the future?
1: I do. Yeah, um, I definitely, I definitely think this is the project just getting started. You know, um, Michael is a fantastic writer, and his his work is so harrowing, and it can be quite raw, and it, it can be quite brutal almost. And I absolutely love that. So there's plenty of material there for for us to work with, and it's something that he's interested in as well. Like he loves my sound, and and you know my aesthetic if you will and just how i work um and and he just he just enjoys I suppose what i do i enjoy what he does and so we do have plans moving forward to to do another release i don't know when that will be or or what shape or format that will be in but it is definitely on the cards because i want to do a lot more or a few more videos almost like could they be a, a transgression or like a you know a progression even from that first video and, and kinda of through times and spaces and I have these ideas. I have notions.
0: <laughs> I like that um, word of you. The notions and notions usually tell it to full down plans on basically so <laughs> Yeah. No, no that's way to be definitely. Now obviously um, I'm not gonna push you too much into what you've got plans you've got for the future. But I'm just interested in knowing obviously this last thing to conclude today was obviously I know you've obviously done a lot do you've been doing work as well, haven't you and with bands and theatre and film. So tell us a bit more about that. was so that's obviously more like side projects in the past, I'm guessing at the moment. What we do in the past, and our interest.
1: I suppose in the past, what I've done. Well, of course there was my there, yeah there was there was my solo work which we did talk about previously, um, which I do have some plans for that moving forward as well. I wasn't sure. Um, that's like the, again from what I have done.
0: That's what I wasn't sure then because obviously like I tend to find sometimes I have mean, some acts and I'm not sure if you're one of them or not. You've done a couple of albums, I noticed there was a bit of a gap, obviously, from the last album. but um, then you're obviously going to be done with Michael, I wasn't sure that was your focus now. But yeah, it, make, it makes sense, certainly, so.
1: Yeah, well, I suppose the plans that I have for my solo work going forward are going to be different from what Michael and I are doing. Um, so I've, I've got a couple of album ideas in mind. One of them is half done. I should really finish that at some stage. Uh, <laughs> so how get about when you second? get that. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> when I get a notion to do it, my favorite word of the day. Um, I suppose, yeah. So you know, I was doing that in my past. I, you know, I did uh, just I suppose freelance sound design for, for metal gigs and uh, and pub gigs and all that kind of stuff. I did work on short films, a couple of short films, where I was doing the field recording, like the location recording, um, the composition for it. Uh, like the musical composition, I believe yeah, musical composition, and just basically all of the sound and all the sound production and mastering, and all that kind of crack as well, um, really loved that um, and then yeah i did I did a lot of work in in theater as well again the the sound engineering and the sound design, and then actually being sound tech sometimes for operating the shows and um and stuff like that as well and yeah I think that's primarily primarily i would you did mention it. I worked with bands as well. Oh, <laughs> I forget all these things.
0: <laughs> oh, you like me? You got short-term memory loss. Right? I've got mine's age. Yours is probably down, probably down to vodka or something like that.
1: <laughs> I think mine is listening to that kind of music too, are not you?
0: <laughs> <laughs> probably, probably, yeah. I yeah, like just the,
1: mentally draining myself.
0: <laughs> I know when I was your age, I was just I listening to pretty heavy stuff I was, so. and I'm, I'm yeah. at was. I'll tell you about off mic, and it. I think I've mellowed out more nowadays. Well, I said, yeah, I do agree with you. So I think it's sometimes it's, there's a debate about the noise that I like, trust your head sometimes,
1: <laughs> particularly if you're yeah. creating it
0: so.
1: Yeah, it's it's a bit of a, a funny one. I think I um, sometimes it helps me concentrate. Sometimes I'm just angry. I want to listen to something angry, you know. Or, you know, I'll be in a tranquil mood where I'll be like, yeah, let's, let's listen to something. upbeat or upbeat and and kind of uplifting and then people look at me and i really don't look like i listen to upbeat music you know (laughs) just wearing like all black and gray and like with the tattoos and stuff and yeah it makes people question me
0: (laughs) i know i surprise people sometimes frequently i listen to Um, and when i go all Mm -hmm. over the place music wise i really do so and it is dark mechal doom mechal that i listen to classical i've got some some hip-hop actually i've got got classical all kinds of things i am so Best way to be so. It's all variety,
1: coming out now. <laughs> variety
0: is the spice of life, as I say, don't you? So true. Now, yes, that is pretty all my questions, Rachel. So obviously, if people are wondering where to find out more about you. Obviously, they're best going onto your Bandcamp page, aren't they? First of all. Mm.
1: Yeah, and that's I'll, where that's where the majority of my music is.
0: And also, we've also got your page of summoners of the soil and other Bandcamp as well. Now, is there any other pages people should be looking at for you to read up more on like you as well?
1: I suppose the band camps would be the primary places. There is a Facebook page for my own sound. Um, my own sound and work. There is a Facebook page for Summers of the Soil as well. Um, what else do we have? Well, YouTube pages for both as well. Um, I, I must actually upload more into that. But anyway, <laughs> I'll add it to my list of things. Um, yeah. But what do you th- those would be the do? primary places. Yeah, that's it, that's it. <laughs> never a day off as they say but um yeah so it's, it's primarily those kind of places like you can you can for the summers and soil kind of side of things you can reach myself and michael through that facebook page or directly through the band camp itself and, and the same thing for uh, for my solo stuff as well you know the facebook page and uh the facebook as well you know and the band camp as well i mean
0: yeah yeah of course no straight away so perfect nice. that's that's sort the of questions today rachel really I just want to find out what we conclude very right quickly. So obviously, I know you're a big... You're obviously, you were talking about soundtracks at the beginning of the thing. Do you have a favourite mm. soundtrack? personal favourite soundtrack, do you, as a film? Do I have a... We were talking about, obviously, Psycho and The Birds and the That is such a sound-based film. Both of them are, really. Is the, is the mm. one that you always, say, sticks your head in the films?
1: With films? Funnily enough, not with films. More so oh, yeah. video games.
0: Oh, right. Tell us about that. And the day, yeah.
1: two... Yeah, the, the two in particular. The first one uh, that, that really stuck out to me, and I played the game when I was quite young. The game came out in 93 or 94. It's Final Fantasy IX. Um, yeah,
0: yeah,
1: They should have stopped making them after that, in my opinion, but anyway. <laughs> Debatable. Um, mm. But that uh, a Japanese composer, if I remember correctly, Nobuo Iwamatsu, the soundtrack for that, just blew my mind. Little six year old me thought yeah, this I'm... was a gift from whatever deities are out there,
0: you know.
1: Yeah. Um, absolutely incredible. It had that upbeat stuff, it had that really like dark, depressing kind of stuff, and that stuff that which would just knock you off your feet the powerful, the encouraging, just everything. It covered it all, and it was absolutely and is absolutely one of my favorite soundtracks to this day. That's
0: understandable. Second one, then. Oh, yes. What's second one?
1: The second one is uh, it is composed by Gary Scheiman um, for the Bioshock franchise, or the Bioshock series of games. Oh, cool. Um, I can't remember. I, when did that first one? Go ahead, sorry.
0: I, 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 I don't know that series. I know a Final Fantasy. I played that one. itself, I, I don't know the hmm. one. So tell us about that series.
1: So Bioshock came out in... The first game was released in 2007. And I love the soundtrack from Bioshock and Bioshock 2. Um, because again they are so like dark and dreary and just unsettling and (laughs) he uses a lot of there's a trend here i've noticed yeah i think uh, i
0: can see that yeah
1: yeah, it's all making sense now isn't it (laughs) but um yeah he used he uses a lot of strings and like the really abrasive strings and also gorgeous velvety luscious strings that just oh my god fantastic a lot of piano as well and stuff like that which I I for my own stuff I would start composing things on piano. Uh, oh, I forgot to mention that earlier. I just play piano as well. Um, <laughs>
0: is it the and um, hope? With that's, that's it piano, like. is it a and hope, or are you a bit more organised on piano?
1: It started off as hitting hope. <laughs> Got a bit more organised. Now, don't ask me to play Beethoven or anything like that. It's not happening unless you wanted very slowly one note per day. So <laughs>
0: um, it's not a notion. It's actually properly played on piano, than bass
1: Ah Yeah. I, you know, I taught myself the basic chords and all that and, and was able to kind of work between things. And I suppose the things I can play are my own works, <laughs> which is fine. Yeah. But you know, that's that's that. So, again, that was that was a big influence there as well. Um, and that Bioshock series, I suppose, to kind of how would I sum it up? Just to give a bit of context, it's this under, it's this world that was built underwater called Rapture, basically, where you know, the I suppose like the the sociolites are like the higher end people, you know, they all went there because they wanted to be superior, blah blah blah. They came up with these things called plasmids where you eject them into your into yourself to make yourself like a superior human being but it's like any horror game, creepy horror, weird game things go wrong and uh, you know they all they, get like, they just go mad, they go absolutely wild and it's just crazy, it's like a wild fever dream and, <laughs> and yeah it's cool. great, it's love it, I love it so um, again huge sound, sound design from that game and from Final Fantasy had a huge influence on me as well Cool,
0: cool uh, I know. that's all my questions actually anyway so what we'll do is we'll conclude here but hang around, I need to put off the off mic. It's been fascinating, I really enjoyed it. Thank you. It's, it's always good to hear someone talk you. about the, how the music's developed over time, really. And we're definitely, I've definitely got a good feel for your music, Melky. They always say music design. for me, <laughs> is your personality turned up by 11. And I've read that somewhere as well. And I think I can definitely see your personality turned up there. Music's been turned <laughs> up by 11, and that definitely implies itself. Fantastic, thank you. So take right. care, guys and girls. Thank you. For girls. Thank, me. Yeah, it's been a pleasure, Rachel. Take care, guys. We'll see you all soon. Spoken, mate. Spoken, mate.